The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to DFS Today, presented by Hoopal. I am your host uh, on this Friday, February 12th uh, DFS slate, David Menkov. Um, I'm riding this one solo, everyone, so bear with me as I navigate through my first uh, solo job. Um, we do have a monster 11-game slate to cover, um, so... Let's let's dive in um, as we get into Valentine's Day weekend for for all the the ladies and, and fellas that are listening to the podcast. Um, I'm gonna get you ready for some DFS winning action um, starting with tonight. Um, and before we get started, uh, I'd like to do a quick shout out to mybookie.ag. Uh, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for betting tips. I always get asked. Who do you like, Lakers or Clippers, Rodgers or Mahomes? And I'll tell you what I tell them. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I tell people to bet with my bookie. My bookie's rep is rock solid. They've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They're the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets. The one sportsbook guaranteed to give me the best lines for the National Championship College football game, um, which was played earlier, as well as the Super Bowl, which we just had. Um, and all of your NBA playoff action coming up as well. You know me, and you know that I don't give out my stamp for approval easily. To, turn, to earn it, you've got to be the best at what you do, and my bookie is the best sports book out there, period. It's simple. Sign up, enter promo code HOOPBALL, and get your deposit match halfway up to 1000 bucks. Head over to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and if the games you bet. Bet with the best, bet with my bookie. All right, everyone. Let's dive in to some of the the action uh, on, on tonight's slate. We have a pretty exciting matchup coming up. Uh, the first game on the slate is at starting 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. We have the Minnesota Timberwolves traveling to take on the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, current, currently, there's no spread or game total. Um, some of the injury news to keep keep in mind and monitor as we go. On the Wolves side, we have D'Angelo Russell, who's going to be out for rest. Um, uh, and then on the Hornets side, we have Devontae Graham listed as questionable. And then Jalen McDaniels continues to be listed as out. So diving into who I like on the Timberwolves side of the ball, uh, this is where it gets interesting. You know, There's certainly a new wrinkle in the Timberwolves discussion, and that's Carl Anthony Towns, who made a nice little surprise return um, previously the other night. Um, so he's going to certainly be, a, be a, a great opportunity to, to kind of understand where Timberwolves usage is going to lie. So for me, um, with Russell out, um, I like to take some shots on Jordan McLaughlin at 3,300 again bottom of the barrel um, opportunity for him uh, to get some minutes with uh, D'Angelo Russell out. He should get 15-20 minutes um, and can provide some value at that price tag. I'm not going to have too much interest with Carl Anthony Towns back in uh, Malik Beasley. He started to get priced pretty high at 7100 You know, he's coming off some a couple games where he didn't really perform to his level that he's been kind of really performing at. Uh, against the Clippers, he only put up 33 fantasy points, and his price tag actually went up. 
Um, again, with Carl Anthony Towns in the mix, I know it's a plus matchup against the Hornets. It's just someone that I'm not going to have too many shares of on this giant 11 gamer. Um, again, you know, I wouldn't hurt any, I wouldn't fault anyone for, for taking some shots there, but not interested for me. Um, Anthony Edwards becomes a unique option with D'Angelo Russell out. 6100 again, price, price, I think uh, accordingly, given his recent play, I'm probably not going to have too many shares of him either. The only guy that I want to mention here on the Thunderbolt side that I am going to have interest in is the guy I just talked about, Cat himself, Car Anthony Towns. 9300 um, his price has, has dropped after his first game back um, in almost a month of, of action that he's missed. Uh, he only put up 38 fantasy points, but efficient 38 fantasy points in 31 minutes against the Clippers. I think he's going to have a much easier time against the defense of Cody Zeller and Bismack Biombo. Uh, so with that said, he's probably my favorite play on the Timberwolves side. So I'm going to have a lot of shares of him. Again, more of a GBP play, just given the uncertainty with his minutes and overall conditioning in this game. Um, jumping into the Hornets side of the ball. Um, as I mentioned, with Devontae Graham being questionable, um, you know, there's going to be some interest and in, continued interest in LaMelo Ball. He's been playing fantastic. Um, you know, he's been alternating good games and bad games ever since he's been inserted in, in a starting lineup recently. So 8600 is the highest price we're going to see for LaMelo Ball in, in some time. Um, so that's the one thing that's going to be a concerning piece for me. Um, the only reason why I'm not going to have full shares of LaMelo um, on this 11 gamer is just because of that elevated price tag given his recent play. Um, again, great matchup, great opportunity. I just don't know if I'm going to go there with his price tag um, with all the other games and opportunities uh, available. His backcourt running maker, however, I do have interest in. If Devonta Graham sits, Terry Rozier, um, we can fire him up. 6600 he is priced up a little bit in this game, but again, plus matchup, um, and I'll take the $2,000 in savings from LaMelo for a guy that should be pretty safe to get 35, 40 fantasy points um, pretty easily in this type of matchup, especially if the game ends up staying close. Um, and, and I expect it to, to, to stay somewhat close as well. Um, the only other guy I'm looking at on the Hornet side is Gordon Hayward. 7,300, again, that price tag is has been hovering um, in the 8,000s. Um, it hasn't been this low in, in some time. He's coming off uh, a couple underwhelming performances against the Grizzlies and the Rockets in his last two contests. Um, again, great matchup against Timberwolves. Um, should, should not have any challenge as far as a defensive matchup on the Timberwolves side with either Anthony Edwards or Malik Beasley. Therefore, I'm going to have a lot of interest in Gordon Hayward. Josh Okoge might defend him as well, I should mention. But Gordon Hayward is absolutely going to be in play. Just again, given the matchup opportunity, um, you know, in, in games against Minnesota, uh, it's, it's certainly a great matchup for opposing small forwards, power forwards. So I do like him a little bit. But my favorite play, as I mentioned, is going to be is going to be uh, sorry Terry Rozier at 6600 on the Hornets side, um, and on the Timberwolves side, as I mentioned, Car Anthony Towns 9300 is my favorite play, um, likely of this matchup. So let's jump into the next game on the slate. At 7 p.m. start, we have the New York Knicks traveling to take on the Washington Wizards. Um, again, we have the lowly Wizards taking on the Knicks here. 
Um, some injury news to note. Uh, nothing really new for the Knicks. Uh, Frank Nielakina remains out um, due to COVID-19 protocols. And then on the Wizards side, we have a surprise injury slash um, rest day popping up, and that's Bradley Beal. We've become so accustomed to seeing Russell Westbrook get the out for rest tag, and it's interesting to see Bradley Beal getting his first of the season. Thomas Bryant also remains out for the year um, as well for the Wizards side. So with that said, um, you know this matchup goes with one team that's playing defense versus another team that's one of the best defensive teams in the Knicks. So on the Knicks side, um, I'm not going to have too much interest on the Knicks just because, again, it is a great matchup for the Knicks. So I, I wouldn't fault anyone for, for taking some shots in, at Julius Randle at 9,100. Um, he's, he's usually going to be in play for at least 50 fantasy points coming off a very much a dud. 4 of 18 shooting against the Heat uh, the other night. I do not expect him to duplicate that horrendous performance. And therefore, we can absolutely swallow... Swallow Julius Randle's price tag in 9100 in this plus matchup against the Wizards. I don't see the defense of rolling out of Alex Len or anyone else on the Wizards side. Lopez um, really defending Randle, so he's going to be a great option on this slate. And again, he's only slated at 9100. Um, that's pretty much it uh, on the Knicks side. It's really hard to, to trust any of the guards uh, on the Knicks with the addition of Derrick Rose. Um, it really mixes up the the time and the usage. So that's something that we're going to have to monitor as we figure out who's going to get the lion's share of the minutes in the backcourt. Um, Derek Rose, you know, certainly in play 5,300. Um, you know, we just don't know how many minutes he's going to get in this matchup against the Wizards. In garbage time, I much prefer a guy like Emmanuel Kigley, but he's priced at 5,000. Again, not a price tag I'm going to take too many shots on. Elf Payton, the same thing, priced at 5000 You know, he's coming off, he's been playing pretty nicely recently as a starting point guard. Again, but hard to trust in a game against the Wizards. We can't expect too many minutes. So really, it comes down to Julius Randle and Julius Randle alone for me on the Knicks side, despite the great matchup. On the other side of the ball, with Bradley Beal sitting for the first time for rest, Fire up Russell Westbrook. I mean, he should be locked in and locked and loaded on this slate. Only $400 more expensive than LaMelo Ball, apologies, which I just mentioned in the previous game. Um, and he should absolutely smash in this matchup. Coming off two, coming up three games where he hasn't really done much uh, against the Raptors, Hornets, and the Heat, uh, I, I expect him to bounce back against the Knicks. He should come out firing, um, triple-double threat. Um, he's been, again, playing below that level recently, but an opportunity against the Knicks, I think, would be would be great for him. I know the Knicks are one of the better defensive teams, but it's hard to, to really fade Westbrook at that 9,000 price tag. He's going to get a ton of usage, uh, and he should be able to, to go for a cool 45 to 50 fantasy points in this game. Um, moving on down the Wizards lineup, uh, with Beal out, um, I'll have some interest in, in Honeydew at 4,200. Again, you know, a great salary-saving opportunity at that guard spot. He should get 25 minutes in this matchup. You know, he is priced in the in the low 4,000s for the first time in, in a while, so that might steer people away. But again, in a matchup where the Wizards might. Um, struggle to, to keep the game close when we get to the fourth quarter. He should get plenty of minutes. Um, I like him a little bit more than Ish Smith, who's priced $1,000 more. 
the 200. So I'll have some shots at him. The only other guy I'm looking at on the Wizards side is a guy that I like to talk, touch on, the rookie himself, Danny Avdija, 3,900 out of Israel. Um, again, a guy that's was starting for a while, lost their starting job, should get plenty of, of minutes despite uh, coming off the bench in recent games, uh, especially if the game ends up being a potential blowout. Uh, he's priced in the 3,000s, um, so that's that's a great price tag for a guy that, you know, again, very low usage, but with Bradley Beal out, there is going to be additional usage to go around, and I expect Danny Avdija to, to take some of that usage and really run with it. The only other guy that I might take some shots on is Rui Hachimura. Again, two solid coming off two solid games in a row. Price tag 5700, more of a GPP look for me. Uh, and that, that pretty much sums up um, this game. Russell Westbrook is probably my favorite play in this matchup. Um, now, folks, before we dive into the next game, I'd like to make a quick announcement about one of our favorite products that we love to touch on, and that's Manscaped. Valentine's Day is upon us, fellas, this Sunday. Make sure you're ready for whatever the night may take you. Our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, are here to tell you that you need to use the best tools for the job so you can be ready for anything on that special day. Two million men are already using Manscaped products to groom. Make sure you're one of them. If your girl can't think of what you get you this year, tell her to get the gift that's for you and for her. The best way to get started is with the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0, full of the best products to keep you looking, smelling, and feeling nice. The Perfect Package 3.0 is led by the revolutionary third-generation lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which has advanced skin-safe technology and features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. It's also waterproof, which prevents a mess on the bathroom floor and in the sink, especially when it's time for Cupid to shoot his arrow. And let's be real, we smelled the worst down there before. That's why I'm thankful for their Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. Their products keep our boys from sweating, smelling, sticking. And these products, these products smell good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood if you know what I mean. And complete your grooming game with a new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. With the same signature scent that's all, it's in all Manscaped formulas. This cologne is a perfect complement to the collection. This is a perfect package for your package. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code HOOPBALL at manscaped.com. All right, everyone. Let's dive into the next game on our slate, a 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time start. We have the San Antonio Spurs traveling to Atlanta Hawks. Look, behold, we have an actual game total and spread. We have the game total at, at a robust 228.5 with the Hawks currently slated as the favorites by two points. On the Spurs side, when we talk about injuries, we have LaMarcus Aldridge, who is out again. And then as far as the Hawks, we have DeAndre Hunter out, Chris Dunn remains out, and Bogdan Bogdanovich, who is also out in this game. So as we dive into who my favorite plays in the Spurs are, we're going to have to go back to the well despite a very disappointing performance, and that's going to be Derek White. Derek White is a guy that, again, is starting, coming, coming back from injury, coming off Clearly a rusty shooting, couple of rusty shooting games in a row, in fact. In fact, he is shooting a abysmal uh, 30% uh, in his last four games, coming off a 1 of 11 shooting uh, game. His price tag continues to inch up despite this. That's the part that, that's going to be a cause for concern, but again, should be a nice, nice plus matchup against the Hawks. 
should be able to to right the ship from a shooting perspective. And and if the game stays close and the Spurs can keep it competitive against the Hawks, I fully expect Derek White to bounce back nicely and provide so some nice value, get to that 30-35% fantasy point perspective. And the best part about it, he's going to be very low-owned coming off that dud. So I'm going to have some interest in Derek White uh, on the Spurs side. I'm also going to have to go back to DeMar DeRozan. You know, his price is $8,000. You know, in this matchup, he's going to have a ton of usage against the Hawks. He's going to be asked to do a lot. He is coming off a dud when they got blown out by the Warriors. Um, I think that was a one-off, uh, personally. I think DeMar DeRozan is rock steady and probably my favorite $8,000 small forward on this slate. There's a couple others I'm going to touch on, but as far as... Um, this game matchup, it should remain close um, and a high game total. I love DeMar DeRozan at the 8,000 price tag. He's my favorite play on the Spurs side. Finally, I want to touch on Jakob Pottel. Again, he's going to get plenty of minutes with LaMarcus Aldridge out. Um, we'll go up against the defense of Clint Capella. Yes, it is going to be a challenge, but Jakob Pottel can... Jacob Pottle can absolutely put up numbers um, in limited minutes. Coming off a game where he didn't really do much against the Warriors, again, I'll throw that game out the window because that was a blowout. Um, the previous games that were competitive, he's put up 36 points. Uh, he had a 40-point game as well. So, again, might be is very likely going to be low-owned on this slate. Um, his price tag is starting to creep up, so more of a GPP look. Um, therefore, my favorite play for cash is going to be DeMar DeRozan, hands down. Jumping over to the Hawks side of the ball, there's a few guys that I'm looking at, starting with the main man, Trey Young, who's been absolutely balling recently. Coming off a game where he put up 62 fantasy points, he's been averaging close to 50, 60 fantasy points every night. His price is finally at that $10,000 mark, which might, put, which might give pause to people putting him in lineups. But you can absolutely guarantee he's going to get a ton of usage, a um, ton of opportunities, a walking double-double threat every time he steps on the court, can shoot from everywhere. Um, baby Steph, I like to call him, um, young Steph in the making, uh, absolutely you know, has superstar written all over him um, as we move forward. And I love him in this matchup against Deontay Murray. Should be somewhat of a tough defensive matchup, but I still love him. That price tag is high. But out of the $10,000 guards, he's probably my favorite of the entire slate. You can, I'm also going to have some interest in John Collins, 7,700 at the, at the power forward center spot. Coming off one of his best games of the season, almost 49 fantasy points against the Mavs in a close, tough, competitive game. Uh, again, this game should also be close and competitive. He's been trending up from a usage perspective. I love him. He's had two games um, where he's averaged 50 fantasy points in the last out of the last four. I think he can get to that 45-50 point number if this game stays close. Um, it should be it should be an absolute battle um, on both sides of the ball. So I like John Collins. I love the stack with John Collins, Trey Young, Demar Derozan. Um, if you're looking for a game stack opportunity, that's what I'm going to be looking at in this matchup. Um, so diving into the next game on the slate, we have the New Orleans Pelicans traveling to take on the Dallas Mavericks at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And what do we know? It Another game total and spread. We have a game total of 233.5 with the Mavs favored by two points. 
No injuries to really report on either sides of the ball, which is a rarity this season, I, I have to add. So let's dive into who my favorite plays on the Pelican side. Now, given the high total, um, the highest total currently uh, listed out uh, according to the odds makers, I have to take some shots on both sides of the ball, starting with Lonzo Ball, who is coming off a nice game where he did put up a substantial performance where he was able to, to really shine with 43 fantasy points. He's had actually two pretty solid games, over 40 fantasy points recently. His price tag is only up by $100 uh, in a great matchup against Luka Doncic. So absolutely going to fire up some Lonzo Ball. I like him over his brother, uh, which is which is hard to say on most nights, but I actually like him quite a bit more. Um, the other guys I'm looking at are the usual suspects. Brandon Ingram, 8,200 is going to have every opportunity in a great matchup against the Mavericks to, to really bounce back. He's coming off two games where he didn't put up much of a, a fantasy game, uh, two games that didn't stay very close. Uh, I think that's one of the factors. He didn't shoot particularly well uh, when he traveled to the Bulls the other night. I like him a, a lot in this game. Um, if this game does stay close, which I fully expected to, he has 48, 50-point ceiling. Um, 8,200 is a great price tag. I like him a little more at that $8,000 range to some of the other $8,000 forwards on this slate. The other guy I'm looking at is his running mate, Zion Williamson. His price has been very consistent this season. Now he's at $8,000. Um, anytime you can get Zion for $8,000 or less, it's, it's hard to fade him, especially against the defense of Perzingis. I don't expect too much of a challenge. I think he should have his way with Perzingis down low on the Maverick side. So I love Zion. Um, you can definitely fire up some Zion-Ingram combos if you want. Um, I'll probably have more shares of Zion than Ingram, just given the price tag and the opportunity um, on this side of the ball. As far as GPP punt plays, I love Kyra Lewis Jr. The, the young rookie, 3,200, is really starting to, to get a lot of those backup point guard minutes, taking a lot of minutes away from Nikhil Alexander-Walker as well. Um, priced up only a little bit, 3,200 after a 28-point performance. Very solid performance, fantasy point performance against the Chicago Bulls. Um, I, don't, I don't suspect he's going to hit 28 fantasy points again, but at 3,200, I will have a lot of interest in him. He's probably my favorite salary saver, just given the high game total. He's going to get run. He's going to get opportunity. He's shown he's not afraid to shoot, and, and I like him as, as as a great little great little uh, play at a, at a near minimum salary on this entire slate. And then that's pretty much it for me on the Pelican side of the ball. Jumping into the Maverick side, you have to take notice of Luka Doncic anytime he plays, especially when you have a high game total against the Pelicans. Coming off a 64-point burger, um, he has 70-point potential in this type of game. So I will absolutely have some interest in Luka. I don't know at this point how much I'll have interest in him. Um, it'll be all come down to lineup construction for everyone. What is your lineup looking like? Are you going to, to take some shots on Luka? Um, he's going to handicap your ability to, to, to get a lot of the mid-tier great looks as well. So that's something to keep in mind. Uh, I will have some interest in Luka, but I'm probably going to have limited interest um, unless I'm looking at a game stack opportunity. And then I also have some interest in Kristaps Porzingis, 8,300. Should be able to, to, 
to be able to space the floor nicely. I'm a little worried about the matchup against Zion. Um, it should be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, again, uh, it, it's going to be interesting to, to watch and evaluate. Porzingis is definitely at that price tag where you might be more a GPP look than a standard cash game play at 8300 uh, And that's and that's um, pretty much it. The last guy I want to touch on is Willie Cauley-Stein at 3500 as another dumpster diving opportunity. Um, very much priced uh, well um, at his lowest price tag, I think, in the season or close to the season since he's getting minutes. Coming off a 23-minute effort where he put up 14.6 rebounds, I don't think he has the he has the necessarily ceiling of some other guys, but at 3,500, if you want to get um, some of the other big names into your lineups, I have no problem going to Willie Cauley Stein well in this uh, type of plus matchup. Great. Let's um, let's before we dive into our next game, um, I wanted to to do a quick little shout out to the Bruise Letter. Everyone, we need to pause the show for an announcement, and it's a fun one. It's free stuff. Everyone loves free stuff. What's the stuff? The Bruise Letter is back. Oh, yes. Back and fresh for the 2021 NBA season. Our founder, Aaron Bruski, is writing an email newsletter filled with his most intimate fantasy nuggets. It's the exclusive content you cannot find anywhere else, too. It's not on the website. It's not on any podcast. It's not on social media. It's only in the email newsletter. And you can sign up to get it for free. Just to get, just go to bit.ly slash bruise letter 2021 and sign up in 10 seconds. Again, the site is bit.ly slash bruise letter 2021. Aaron Bruski, straight to your inbox. Enjoy. Great. Let's dive right into our next game, 8 p.m. start. We have Detroit Pistons traveling to Boston to take on the Celtics. Currently, no game total and no spread. Um, no injury news yet submitted as of this writing um, on either side of the ball. So, diving into the Pistons. Who do we love on the Pistons, you might ask? Well, I, I'm looking at a few guys. The guys I'm looking at are Dylan, Dylan Wright, who's priced at 6000 Coming off some great games where he put up 43 and 44 fantasy points, respectively, against the Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets. Again, playing the, Pistons, playing the Celtics, who are coming off a back-to-back set. They're both actually coming off a back-to-back game. So, that's something to keep in mind. He should be able to get all the minutes he can handle. They don't have a lot of guard depth um, in Detroit. Uh, I don't have a lot of interest uh, in saying that um, Dennis Smith Jr. is not going to get a ton of run uh, yet um, as he gets acclimated to the Pistons. Um, so I like Dylan Wright at 6,000, more of a GPP play, though, against this tough Celtics defense. Um, the only other guy I'm looking at is the guy that is always in play uh, whenever there's an opportunity for him is Jeremy Grant. At 7,500, he is priced back in that mid-7,000 range, but he is coming off a 47-53 point games in his last two um, outside of outside of the current game that's happening right now. I love Jeremy Grant. Again, it, it's going to be an interesting matchup to see how he matches up against Jason Tatum. I don't think it's going to be too much of a challenge, but again, it's going to be something to monitor as we go um, because he is a guy that should be able to, to get some opportunities. Um that's that's pretty much it on the Pistons side of the ball. Uh, we'll have to find out how long uh, Plumlee is out. Mason Plumlee, the starting center, 6300, because if he's out again in a back-to-back set against against these Celtics, then 
I am going to fire up again some Isaiah Stewart. Again, my favorite uh, bottom barrel kind of play on this entire slate just because he's going to get all the opportunities in the world to, to really perform. Um, and he's, at, at this writing, having a great game as well. So if he gets the minutes, again, it's a back-to-back set. The young center um, probably going to end up being my one of probably my favorite um, you know, bottom barrel option at the center position if we find out that Plumlee is, in fact, out. If he's out, fire him up. I prefer him over Willie Cauley-Stein is $40 uh, more expensive, so which I touched on in the previous game. So that's that's pretty much it on the Piston side. Not much interest anywhere else. On the Celtics side, we have some interest we have to talk about. Again, it's a back-to-back game, so in, so minutes are going to have to be monitored. Kemba Walker, 6300 Price down um, after that poor performance in his last one. Again, I like Kemba Walker quite a bit. Um, he should be able to to put up some nice value coming off a 33-point effort in in the game against the Raptors. They just went final. Um, I like him again in this matchup against the Pistons. I don't foresee a lot of defensive issues for Kemba. He should get right on track if he gets a full allotment of minutes. If he doesn't get a full allotment of minutes. That's where we can really look at guys like Peyton Pritchard, um, who who's priced near the absolute minimum um, in this game. Um, he's at 3,800, coming off a fantastic game that uh, ju- just finished, where he put up um, tw- almost 30 fantasy points. So again, something to monitor. If Kemba's walk- Kemba Walker's minutes are limited at all, at all, then we have to look at Peyton Pritchard at that reduced price tag. Um, at only 3,800, he becomes almost a lock and load option um, against the Pistons. So we'll have to take a look at that news. Jalen Brown, 7,800, also going to be in play. Um, he's usually in play. I like him more when Tatum doesn't play, of course, um, as everyone does, I'm sure. But Jason Tatum, 8,800, and Jalen Brown, 7,800, both are absolutely in play. Um, I don't know if I'll have a lot of shares of either. I just don't expect this game to stay particularly close unless we hear about any players sitting as we get closer to tip on the Celtics side. If we do get that news, then we can take some shots on guys like Semi Ojale, who started and put up a fantastic performance um, tonight uh, against the Raptors, where he had uh, almost where he had apologies, just pulling up his numbers. He put up 34 fantasy points, which was fantastic. Um, so I'll have some interest in um, in semi Ojeley if we hear any news of either Tatum or Brown sitting. Um, other than that, that's pretty much it for me. Uh, my favorite play will, will have to be Isaiah Stewart if we get Plumlee, the Plumlee news that he's out. 3100 fire him up as a great um, salary saver, and we can really jump into um, more opportunities on this slate. Let's dive into the next game on tonight's slate. And we have the Clippers. Uh, start time of 8 p.m. We have the Los Angeles Clippers traveling to take on the Chicago Bulls. Um, the total is at two, 228.5 at the moment. With the Clippers favored by a very nice 6.5 points. On the Clippers side, we have Paul George, who's still out. Um, and then on the Bulls side, there are no injuries really to note outside of Wendell Carter Jr., who still remains out of the lineup, um, so, and Otto Porter Jr. as well are out of the lineup. With that said, let's dive into the Clippers. 
With the Clippers, uh, it's going to be interesting because there's certainly some usage to go around with Paul George out. Um, I like Lou Williams quite a bit. He's been really balling recently, 5,800. After a very slow start to the season for Lou Williams, who has been the six-man go-to guy for many, many years, his price went all the way down to 4,400 um, just over a week ago. His last two games, he put up 40 fantasy points and 43 fantasy points against the Kings and Wolves, respectively. I love him again. Should get 30 minutes in this plus matchup against the Bulls. Should get a ton of usage with Leonard feeding him. He's going to be one of my favorite uh, mid-tier guard options on this whole slate. Uh, fire up some Lou Williams. There's no one else really I'm looking at on the Clipper side. We can look at Kawhi Leonard. Um, again, he's going to be a fantastic play just given the additional usage. He's pretty much lock and load every time he plays and gets full minutes. Um, coming off a, almost a 60-point burger against the Wolves in a close game. If this game stays relatively close against the Bulls, for whatever reason, I love Leonard at 9500 um, Take that price savings under 10000 and run with it for, for Leonard. A guy of Leonard's ability should get plenty of run, again, in a very great, in a very solid matchup against Chicago Bulls. Um, I'm not going to have too much interest in anyone else in the Clippers, really. Nick Batum, you might want to take some shots on 5200. You know, he's been very inconsistent, so I'm not going to have a lot of interest there. And Zubac as well, at the same price at 5200. I'm not going to have too much interest. Just, just level of uncertainty is certainly alarming for me. Um, jumping on to the bull side of the ball, Kobe White is a guy you can chase coming off of one of historical performances for the Bulls um, where they put up a franchise record three-point barrage. Um, you can chase Kobe White, again, more of a GBP play, just given the type of game. Is he going to be able to put up 30 points on, on 10 of 20 shooting and 8 threes again in this matchup? Probably not, so I'm not going to have too much interest in Kobe White. Again, more of a GBP play if you want to play a little game stack action, you think the Bulls keep it close, by all means, play Kobe White, but I'm not going to have too much interest for me. The other guy on the backcourt that we have to mention is Zach Levine. Um, Zach Levine's been absolutely playing fantastic basketball this season, putting up 28 real-life points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, at nearly 46 fantasy points. Just a stud in the making, um, really starting to come into his own. Coming off another fantastic game where he put up 46 points against the Pelicans. Do I see another 46-point effort? No, but at a 9,200 salary, I fully expect him to, to put up a great game. The one concern is if he gets the defense of Kawhi Leonard, that will definitely um, damp a lot of that opportunity for Zach Levine, which is why, again, another tournament play for me on the Bulls side. Not going to have too much interest elsewhere um, on the Bulls. I think with that, we can just dive right into the next game. And that is the Oklahoma City Thunder traveling to take on the Denver Nuggets. It's a 9 p.m. start time. And on the Thunder side, it's a revolving door of questionable tags and outs for, for the most part over the last few days. It's been very frustrating for everyone. Um, and as far as questionable, we have Shai Godis Alexander, Theo Maladon, Isaiah Roby is questionable as well, and George Hill remains out. So with that said, it's really hard to, to dive in. Oh, sorry, apologies. On the Nugget side of Gary Harris who's out again in this game. Um, so it's really hard to really target anyone in the Thunder. Night in, night out, you know, it's it's a different guy that really steps up. The only consistencies we've seen for the most part, Kenridge Williams, 5,100, is a guy that we can look at. 
Um, he's been getting plenty of opportunity, whether he's starting, coming off the bench. It's always it's always a hodgepodge to see what, what kind of his role is. But coming off a 39-point fantasy effort against the Lakers in a close game, um, he was priced at 4700 Now he's with a price increase of 5100 I'm still going to have interest in, in him against the Nuggets. Um, they just don't have enough bodies. If all these guys who are questionable remain out, he should get 30 to 35, even close to 40 minutes. If he gets that point, um, he should be able to crush value against the Nuggets. So that's something to monitor as we get closer. It's really hard to peg any of these guys as must plays until we know who's in and who's out uh, of, of the Thunder lineup. Darius Baisley, another one, 5,900. Has had some great games recently with all these guys out, coming off a dud against the Lakers. But before that, he put up 48 against the Lakers. So again, another GBP look uh, with Darius Baisley. Same can be said about Al Al Horford. Apologies. Having a slight tongue twist there. 6,700. He is starting to get priced pretty high. But again, he's going to get plenty of run against Jokic. Should get 35 minutes, no problem. He's coming off a 56-point burger against the Lakers. Should be able to to get plenty of run if all the other guys remain out. Horford is a great play. On the other side of the ball for the Nuggets, um, I'm really looking at, at one name, one name only, and that's Michael Porter Jr. A guy that hasn't really been living up to the expectations that he kind of force it, that were that were kind of placed upon his shoulders because at the beginning of the season and how he performed. He's coming off one of his better games recently, where we had 20 played 28 minutes against the Cavs in a blowout. Shot a nice six of ten, was able to provide those defensive numbers which which we're really been hoping for, looking for for quite a while with two blocks and two steals with almost with 38 fantasy points. At 6,000, I'm gonna have to take some shots on Michael Porter Jr. in a great matchup against the depleted Thunder. I don't see anyone being able to stop him if he gets hot. Should get plenty of run. If this game ends up being a blowout, which it, well it can absolutely be. Um, you never know with, with how the Thunder have been playing. They've been playing some scrappy basketball recently. If it becomes a blowout, then I will have interest in Michael Porter Jr. regardless, um, just given his opportunity to get plenty of minutes in this type of matchup. The other guy I'm looking at is going to be Paul Millsup. Again, GBP play, 5200 uh, Great price tag. Um, a guy that, that, that can do a little bit of everything, even in his elderly years. A uh, guy that, that can, is pretty much lock and load. Only priced $300 more um, than the previous game. And I love, I absolutely love Paul Millsap. Um, 38 fantasy points. He's a guy that, that you can play. Again, not really a cash lock, more of a GVP lock uh, in this type of game. Um, the, the final, sorry, not the final. The next game we're looking at is going to be the Milwaukee Bucks traveling to take on the Utah Jazz. It's 9 p.m. start time. The current game total is 232.5 with the Jazz favored by two points. Um, on the Bucks side, you have Drew Holiday, who remains out due to COVID-19 protocols. And on the Jazz side, we have Mike Conley Jr. potentially making his return. He's coming in with a questionable price tag in this game. On the Bucks side, they've just been they've been an offensive juggernaut recently. Um, they're number one offense in the league, and for good reason. They really are able to, to kind of dominate teams with just their efficient offense from up and down their roster. We have to start with Giannis. Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to be a fantastic play against the Jazz. I know it's the Jazz. The Jazz are typically a tough defensive team, and the Jazz have been a fantastic overall team as well this year. So this is going to be a great matchup regardless 
um, of of DFS uh, perspective. But with that said, love Giannis. He put up 70 against the Suns in the, in the last game, which was considered a, a game against a tough defensive team. So I love Giannis to put up 65, no problem against the Jazz. Uh, especially with Drew Holiday out, he's going to take on additional usage. So he's going to be in play for me. The other guy I'm looking at on the box is going to be Chris Middleton. Again, usage is going to go up with no Drew Holiday. Coming off a 44-point effort. And then before that, he put up 63 against the Nuggets. So Chris Middleton, 8,000. Probably one of my favorite 8,000 price tag players. I know I touched on a few on this slate. So there's there's quite a few options you can really go in uh, when it comes to, to that price tag. He's probably up there with Zion as far as my favorite $8,000 um, forward position players. Um, and that's that's it for me on the Buck side. Uh, I'm not going to chase Bryn Forbes. Um, he got off to a fantastic shooting start. He's been blistering uh, shooting the ball from three-point range, but I'm not going to have a lot of shares of him in this game. And he's priced up as well at 4100 I don't expect him to, to get a ton of, of shots and opportunities, so I'm not going to like that for him. Um, and then on the Jazz side of the ball, Donovan Mitchell um, is priced uh, extremely egregiously, um, to say the least. He's only priced up by $100 after putting up 63 fantasy points against the Celtics. And then before that, he put up 57 against the Pacers. I don't know what, what happened when they were voting salaries, but clearly this was a huge oversight. And let's full, fully take advantage. Donovan Mitchell was a lock and load, my favorite play, probably given his price tag, um, favorite play on this entire slate uh, against the Bucks. Should be an up-and-down matchup. Should get plenty of usage, especially if Conley remains out. Fire up Donovan Mitchell and don't even think about it. Um, he's my favorite play in the Jazz. The other guy I'm looking at is going to be Rudy Gobert, 7,500. Um, a guy that has shown in the past, this season, he can go up to 50 fantasy points. He hasn't done that in, in a few weeks, but he's coming off some solid 43-point efforts. His price has gone up by a little bit, 7,500, but I still love Rudy Gobert. Uh, I think he should put up a, a nice little fantasy game against the against the defense of Brooke Lopez. I like him to put up 40 to 45 fantasy points, especially as a nice little stack with Donovan Mitchell. Um, and you can run it back with Giannis if you want as well, um, because this game does have one of the highest game totals on the entire slate. Great. Let's dive into the next one. At the 10 p.m. start, we have Memphis Grizzlies traveling to take on the LA Lakers. On the Grizzlies side, from injuries perspective, we have the Anthony Melton, who are, who's actually questionable in this game. Uh, Winslow and Jackson Jr., Justice Winslow and Jaron Jackson Jr. remain out. On the Lakers side, Alex Caruso and Anthony Davis are questionable. That's going to be important news to monitor as we get closer to tip. Um, let's dive into the Grizzlies. John Morant, 7,100. Uh, great opportunity against the Lakers. Should have every opportunity to really show what he can do. He's coming off some some pretty solid performances since he's come back. Well, he's put up consistently 36, 34 fantasy points um, across the board. I think this is a great opportunity for him to have one of his ceiling type opportunity games. He hasn't really had much of a, much of a, a strong uh, shooting effort to this point. He hasn't really been shooting the ball well. In fact, he hasn't hit field goal percentage of over 45% yet. Uh, this is a great opportunity, like I said. Against the defense of Dennis Schroeder, um, he should you know, really step up in this matchup, especially if Melton remains out or questionable. Um, John Morant, 7,100, is a great little mid-tier price tag. 
Um, if you have if you have the ability to go to Mitchell, great. If you don't, um, John Morant is a fantastic 7,100 play. Uh, the other guy I'm looking at, Desmond Bain. Um, again, if Melton remains out, 4,400 is a nice little price tag to pay for the new starting shooting guard for the foreseeable future. Future, so apologies, can't speak. Um, but he's actually um, out due to personal reasons. Uh, late scratch, I just saw. So that is something we, we can absolutely look at. If DeAnthony Melton plays, he's in play at 4,100. Otherwise, I hate to say, but Grayson Allen, 4,100, is going to be a great play. Uh, should get plenty of minutes um, in this type of game against the Lakers. Um, he should, should get 25, 30 minutes, no problem, especially with Desmond Bain out. Um, so I love Grayson Allen at 4,100. Um, so we can absolutely fire up Grayson. The other guys I'm looking at in this game, again, the Lakers are not much of a of a tough defensive matchup these days. So I actually like, especially with Anthony Davis, who's out, Kyle Anderson, his confidence is growing, should get plenty of usage, 6,000, more of a GBP play for me. Uh, and finally, you have to look at Jonas, Jonas Valanciunas, apologies, tongue-tied there. 7,200 is going to be a fantastic play against the Lakers. Um, coming off a game where uh, the game ended up being a blowout against the Hornets, but he put up 40 fantasy points in 29 minutes. If he gets to 35 minutes, um, I don't see the defense of Marcus Hall or Montrezl Harrell really stopping him if this game stays close. Love the stack opportunity with him and Morant, and then come back with, with someone in the Lakers. So love this game uh, for, for Jonas, as I mentioned. That's it for me on the Grizzlies side. Let's dive into Lakers. Who I love, LeBron James. Again, Anthony Davis out, fire him up, usage monster. Um, even in his elderly years, is still one of the best players in the NBA, 99 out. Coming off a 46-point fantasy effort, which was a, a poor performance by his standards. Um, over his last three before that, he was averaging 68 fantasy points. So if he gets the 65-70 fantasy points like we've seen from him with Anthony Davis out, Especially against the Grizzlies, I don't see anyone who could stop him. Love LeBron James. He's probably my favorite $10,000 price that I'll pay. I like him a little bit more at $100 more than Trey Young. A little bit more consistent. Um, someone we can really count on with Davis being potentially out. If Davis decides to play, then we, we will have to revisit LeBron's salary. And I don't think he's, he's a fantastic play anymore. The other guys I'm looking at, Kyle Kuzma, 5900. If Davis sits, he's a, he's another solid GPP play. And Montrez Harrell is at $6,000. If Anthony Davis sits, is also going to be in play for me. And that, that's it for me on the Lakers side. Next game we're looking at is the Cavs traveling to Portland to take on the Trail Blazers. It's a 10 p.m. start. The current total is 222.5, with the Blazers favored by 4.5 points. From the injury perspective, we have Kevin Love, who remains out, and Nance, who remains out. On the Cavs side, and on the Blazers, we have McCollum, who's who is out. Nasir Little, Nasir, apologies, Nasir Little is also out. Collins, John, uh, sorry, not John Collins, Zach Collins, and Yusuf Nurkic is also also all remain out. So, on the Cavs side, I'm looking at Collins Sexton, 6600. His price has gone down uh, after his poor play recently. So this is a perfect opportunity to fire up some Collins Sexton. Um, he's a guy that, you know, was putting up 35, 40 fantasy points um, a, f- a few weeks back. Should be able to get back to that level against the Blazers, who are 
um, coming off a back-to-back set against the Sixers as we speak. So that's something to look at and monitor. Um, it's going to be a good matchup for Sexton to really bounce back. Again, more of a GBP play for me, but still a great matchup nonetheless. Um, also on the Cavs side, I'm, the only other guy I'm looking at is Torian Prince, 4,700. Very consistent, so it's really hard to, to really trust him. But he is coming off a 27-point game. Uh, his price tag is 4,700, so might be worth taking some shots on him. The center position is an absolute jumbled mess right now with Jared Allen and Andre Drummond, so I'm going to stay away entirely. Diving into the Blazers, um, we have to start with Damian Lillard, um, as most slates start with uh, when he's featured. He's a guy that should have, should put up a 50-60 point effort in this game. The only concern is if it's a blowout. If it's a blowout potential, then he might not get the minutes, and therefore I might have to um, play Lillard as more of a GVP play. I'm not going to have too many shares of him, uh, just given the blowout potential. Right now, the four and a half uh, game spread, I think, is a little generous for the Cavs, um, just given the, the kind of the mess they're in right now. Um, and that's pretty much it for me on the Blazers side. Derek Jones Jr. at 4,000 is another nice nice salary-saving opportunity at the forward position um, in a nice matchup against the Cavs, but that's about it. I'm not going to take too many shots on Covington at 5,900 or Ennis Cantor at 6,900. Excellent. We have reached the final game of the night, ladies and gentlemen. Before we jump into that, we have to talk about the Fantasy Pass. The Fantasy Pass is still the best deal in the industry at just $4.99 per month. Um, and now that we're in the regular season, uh, we're, we're almost at the All-Star break. There's zero commitment. Sign up for one month for 4 bucks. If you don't like it, you can cancel. We know you'll love it, but it's always nice to have that option. Um, the DFS Pass is also something to check out at only $1.99 a month. Um, it, it's a great place to get access to a bunch of the Discord members, the, the HoopBall Discord server, where you can hang out with HoopBall pros around the clock and get one-on-one help with your team. So please do check it out. Head to hoop, hoop-ball.com and click on the Fantasy Pass and or DFS Pass just below the main media wall. All right, everyone, let's dive into the final night game, and that is Orlando taking traveling to take on Sacramento Kings in a 10 p.m. slate. On the Magic side, we have a whole slew of injuries. We have Aaron Gordon out, Markel Fultz out, Al Farouk Aminu's out, Jonathan Isaac's out, Cole Anthony is questionable, Fournier is questionable, and Michael Carter-Williams is now questionable after previously being listed as out. So these are all important injuries just to monitor. On the Kings side, no real injury news to report yet. So let's dive in. Again, Magic are coming off a back-to-back set against the Kings, so it might be something to look at. Um, I will, we're talking about the Magic side, going to have some interest in Terrence Ross if Fournier sits. 5,600, um, very consistent. So very hard to, to really trust Terrence Ross um, in most games, just as given his lack of um consistency so that's something to really keep in mind as we move forward with that said if Fournier sits I'll have some interest there James Ennis the third is going to be my favorite play uh Fournier sits 4500 great value play um does a little bit of everything uh for the Orlando Magic he's been getting more minutes now uh recently coming off a 35 minute game against the Blazers where he had 32 fantasy points I don't expect that against the Kings but even at 20 25 Fantasy points, 4,500 is a great little price tag to pay for Ennis. 
Um, so I love him in this game against the Kings. That's really it. Um, Nikola Vucevic is finally being priced to where what he deserves. You know, you have to pay the man what he deserves, and he is finally priced to that point, 9,400. He's been literally carrying the magic outside of one dud against the Bulls where it was a blowout. He's been putting up monster fantasy lines, uh, and that should continue against Rashawn Holmes. Um, so I like him quite a bit uh, as a great little high-priced option. Uh, again, I just don't know how many minutes he's going to get. I don't know if they, they keep this game close. Um, that's my only concern. If you expect this game to stay close, then Vucevic becomes a great play at 9,400. Uh, and that's really it for me on the Magic side. On the King side, it's it's De'Aaron Fox uh, is where we can usually start. Again, his price tag has jumped to uh, 9,000. Uh, it's crossed the 9,000 for the threshold for the first time this season. Um, so that might give you some pause. Also, there the opportunity for the blowout, which I mentioned. So with that said, I'm going to really be focusing on Tyrese Halliburton, his backup slash running mate who's been getting consistent minutes recently, coming with a 31-point effort against the Sixers. The Atlantic Magic don't really have any guards to really guard any guards to guard him. That sounds ridiculous out loud, but I'm still going to stick by it. Um, I love Halliburton at that price tag. I think he'll get plenty of minutes, especially if the game becomes a blowout. He should get 35 minutes, no problem. And at that price tag, mid-range price tag, I absolutely love him. Moving on down the road, uh, the Kings, we can really look at only one other guy, and that's Rishon Holmes. The 600 matchup against Vucevic. Is it going to be too challenging? With with Holmes, it's all about minutes. Will he get minutes? He's coming off two games where he put off. He, he was got into foul trouble. Actually, three out of the last four games, he's been in foul trouble where he's had five fouls, which has limited his upside. But if he can keep his fouls in check, he should be able to to put up you know a nice little points, rebounds, and, and potential block effort. And mid-tier price tag, he's going to have very low ownership. So again, very much a contrarian play that I like in this matchup. All right, everyone, that is all we have. 11-game um, slate, like I mentioned. Uh, as always, you know, it's 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 going to be something to keep and monitor as we move forward. Wishing everyone the best of luck uh, on this slate. Um, you can find me and everyone else on Twitter. My Twitter is at dmenk33. Um, I'm available to answer any questions, any last-minute uh, lineup questions as well. Um, and good luck, everyone. Have a great night. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.